This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. I'm Emma and I'm Mina and we're from Tangata Tumoto Trust and you're listening to Pollyhood. <laughs> Greetings and MSF Kia ora to each and every one of you, whatever corner of this globe you're tuning in from. I'd like to welcome you to the Bollywood Show 96.9 Plains FM. You're here with Sam and Sefa, here to take you into the weekend. How are you going, Sef? Good. Enjoying the weather. Um, enjoying work. Work is really good because we're getting new stuff in. So I'm enjoying having the new people around the office. It's good to have people in the office. Uh, Wednesday... <laughs> Work from home day, no one was in the office. <laughs> it feels like everyone's out, gone. Um, what, what do you feel? What's your thoughts on the work from home day? Um, I think it's good. You know, it's, uh, it you know, sort of breaks up your work week uh, when you choose to have it. And then uh, it can also be helpful to you as well if you've got some stuff that you sort of need to do at home. You know, you also save on petrol as well. So, you know, and the... Uh, cost of living these days just keep going up so you know the one extra day that you don't need to go and come into work if you are driving uh, you are saving uh, money there but I do I remember what you talked about uh, Wednesday because uh, no one from my team was working from home but we're all just out Mackenzie and Liv were up north to, uh, watching Harry Styles I don't know who that is but um, mm. yeah some guy called Harry Styles uh, that they just constant, constantly obsess over and then uh, Kirsty's down in t- Timaru, so yeah, that's why our team just looks depleted. But yeah, it, people are somewhere, but not working from home. Oh, is there a new? What well, is it? A new film? No. Oh, I think it's a. I think he's a. Yeah, I think he's a singer. Maybe. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. I thought. I thought you said Harry Potter. Was well, like you? You said Harry. What's his name? Styles. Styles. And so I thought. Harry Potter immediately. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> there a new Harry Potter film? There was the Hogwarts game that got released, mm-hmm. uh, I think, in the January. So I'm here to play that game. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> anyway, on to Upu of, of the, the Week. week. Now, you're going to hear this a lot come Saturday in a couple of weeks. Atamai, which means, Sam, there's two S- meanings for that. But, yeah, if you split it up, yeah. Yeah, Ata means smile and mm. my means like here yeah or it could mean smart yes which is the other meaning so atamai is if you say atamai if you split up two words it's smile you know say you've got a camera and you're trying to get the person to smile you say atamai or atamai is one word means smart mm, smart so that actually like sticks well together Atamai being smart so you go to school but well, most people go to school to be smart a lot of people go just to eat their lunch <laughs> but if you go to school to become smart Atamai but also you're going to be hearing Atamai 
a lot because Polyfest is coming up, and Polyfest is a massive day throughout New Zealand, celebrated different places across the country. Auckland has the biggest one, but Christchurch, we do have our own. It's at a new venue as well. We're out of the red zone at Hagley Park this time, March 18th, and we're going to chat about Polyfest uh, coming up. So join us for that chat after this. To all our mātua out there who want to dance and get fit to Pacifica music, join our Siva Samo dance classes each Thursday at 11am. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumotu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup.
Welcome back. That was Jamal Jam with Beepa, Beepa, Beepa. <laughs> man, what, I have not heard that song in a long time, man. So I know a lot of pe- people listening would have had their head nodding. Uh, classic song, classic song, that one. Yes. Uh, I played it because we're talking about Polyfest. And like they they flow through Jamal Jam and Pacific Soul. These are the songs that people will go back to when they're doing their performances or they have playing during Polyfest is on. So that... Uh, Jamal Jam song came back to mind and because when I heard it this weekend it got stuck in my head for like a good a solid four hours I need to go yeah. listen to that song some more <laughs> yeah can never go wrong with Jamal Jam no March 18th is the start of Polyfest this week uh, if by any chance you don't know what Polyfest is it's a celebration of Pacific cultures in Christchurch around New Zealand uh, in particular it's a Christchurch it's where high schools come in and they perform uh, so Oh, they wouldn't have had long to to get ready for this uh, polyfest. Um, I, I guess some of the hard outs would have started last year, but a lot of high schools would have come started back in Feb, and they would have been practicing up until now to get ready to perform on stage at polyfest. And if I like think about the quality of performances that were at last year's show, they do a really solid job. So there's a lot of hours put in. Yeah, we. It's it's crazy because they have no time, literally no time, especially you come back to school, you've got, I think it's, is it seven, eight weeks to prepare for Polyfest? Uh, and, yeah, to, to get your set ready, to learn all the songs, to learn all the actions, to come together as a group, it's a huge undertaking. And then you've also got school at the same time, so... You know, that's it's just something I didn't get to experience it because my school didn't have a uh, Polyfest uh, group back when I was at high school. Uh, they do now. But, yeah, it's it's a, it's a huge thing, and especially here in Christchurch where uh, there's very limited chances for our Pacifica kids to express themselves culturally through dance and song. Uh, this is, you know, a huge opportunity that, for them to be able to do this. You know, in Auckland, you know, a lot of the time you're immersed in the Pacific culture and there's always something on. And uh, But here in Christchurch, you know, sort of, you know, the South Island, this is the only platform that a lot of the kids get to experience what it's like to, to do the dances that, you know, the ancestors had done. So, yeah, it's, it's a, I think it's a very crucial event for our kids to Touch, uh, tap into their own their own culture, mm. and yeah, I guess you never got to do it. I'm just hearing, never oh. got to do it. So are you? Oh, <coughs> just watch Polyfest and be like, man, I wish I got the chance to do that. Yeah, I think it was good that I actually did it because, man, I would have torn that stage. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I would have ripped it up, man. But <laughs> uh, I think it just came uh, down to the numbers at the time because. Uh, I went to a school that predominantly didn't have any Pacifica kids. So, yeah, I think just thinking back, we had about 12 Pacifica kids throughout all year groups uh, mm. in my final year. So, uh, but now there's heaps of kids there. So. I was going to say that's changed now. Yeah, they have uh, you know, Pacific Fair Fair nights, award nights too. So, it's it's hard, it's heartwarming to see the progression. Uh, but yeah, I sit there and I go, yeah, so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was your high school you went to? Burnside, Burnside. So yeah, went to Burnside, and uh, then all my siblings went through Burnside too. So it's only grown, which is good. It's good to see that schools are progressing, you know, um, being more inclusive with other cultures and whatnot, and uh, not just sort of staying what they used to be. So it'd be 
it'd be sad if they were still the same as when I was back there. But to see them putting a lot of effort, and not only Burnside, I know a lot of schools are doing that too, you know, within the work that we do, visiting the schools and stuff. It's always good to see uh, the progression a lot of the schools have made. Uh, you know, a lot of schools that predominantly back when we were at high school didn't really have a big Pacifica cohort. Uh, one that comes to mind is St Thomas. Uh, you know, Ash Burden, I remember Ash Burden had one Fijian on the rugby team. Now, uh, Ash Burden have the largest uh, role of Pacific kids, I think, in the South Island. So, yeah, Ash Burden's got a huge cohort of Pacific Island students now. So, And to see them coming in uh, and participating in Polyfest and all these events is, is really heartwarming to see. That's awesome, yeah. I got to perform it all my years at at Shirley Boys High School but again that's grown big time like my first year was probably our biggest year and that was we had let's say 30 something and then it kind of dwindled from there yeah. one time we <coughs> performed with only like 16 and then 30 30 all the way to the end but now the numbers of Shirley Boys High School was like I think one time they took the stage of like 60 kids yeah. 60 students from Shirley went on stage at one point and I remember that was a big thing in terms of their, they made shirts and yeah. and there was yeah so I, I agree it's so good to see more Pacific numbers in schools growing and to see Polyfest where it is now especially in terms of the quality of performances because there's no way <laughs> the Polyfest group that we I was part of all seven years would have been good enough to go and oh, Sorry to my, to what my old school friends. Mates. <laughs> <laughs> to my friends from Shirley Boys High School, but I don't think we could have compared to what's put out there today. If you if you compare it to sports, you know, especially when you know, uh, like so, so for rugby it became professional and then the level was the level of rugby now compared to what it was forty years ago, vastly different. So it's the mm. same. It's the people the, the kids that are performing now they're standing on your shoulders if you think about it. <laughs> so without the platform that you guys laid, they wouldn't be where they are now. And it's funny that you said uh, it was the largest in your first year. You said 30, and then you said there uh, recently, oh, a couple of years ago, they might have done 60. I'm hearing 80 from some schools. Oh, wow. I'm hearing 80. So uh, I also hear that they're looking, they're trying to get the stage extended, you know, mm. uh, width-wise to try and get more, uh, you know, because they've, they've heard how many students are coming from the various schools. And to, to have 80 kids performing, and I know it's not all just Pacifica kids, which is the cool thing. Uh, we see kids from various backgrounds, various ethnicities, ethnic, ethnicities uh, performing. And that's also something that I really love seeing is people that aren't necessarily, they're not Pacifica, but you know they're embracing the culture. And that's just something that I also really love seeing. Mm. Uh, and like one year we went oh no, I can't think of the school exactly now um, but there was only one Pacifica girl wow in the in the group <coughs> and the rest was from either Palangi or different cult- not not Pacific was it Rangi Ruru? yeah I want to say Rangi because uh, I think yeah I think they went up to Auckland to perform as well yes and they uh, were amazing they were so good yeah and it was, uh, yeah, that was especially good to see. Mm. It, uh, really touched the heart there to see other people embrace our culture and our dance. Breaking down a performance, Sam, you said you've been a tutor. Uh, what are we looking for 
uh, in terms of in a school takes a stage, what's the what's the body, what's the skeleton of a performance? Well, lucky for us, the competition isn't competitive. Yes. They say it's not competitive, but we all know kids are, you know, under the table, they compete well, with each other. Well, how else are you supposed to bring it, right? Yeah. So uh, what we look out for is... You know, if it was a competitive stage, you'd be looking for um, how tight the sets were, uh, obviously keeping two time, uh, the actions, if they're all in sync, uh, even, you know, someone that just does a wrong action at the wrong time, if everyone else is in sync, that action sticks out. So there's something that a lot of the students, you know, they hone that week in, week out, trying to get that right. Singing. You know, make sure everyone's loud, smiling, uh, the presence that you bring on the stage, uh, the vibe as well, and uh, just, yeah, uniqueness too, because what's happening a lot, what I see is it's sort of the same thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be a bit different, but yeah, it's cool to see when a school comes up with something different or, you know, um, a different way to do a move or uh, like a different cultural dance, because it's not, at the moment, a lot of the schools we'll do like a Tongan dance and a Samoan. So it's up to them because it's not competitive. There's no real criteria. It's just stick to the time. Uh, as soon as that time's finished, then you have to get off. Or I think you get penalised. And I think that, I think they're going to look at, well, I would do this because there's so many schools. There's, there is 26 schools, 27, I think. So they need to uh, stick to a strict timeline. Uh, so if a school goes over... Then you know the whole thing goes, and you know Islanders they always go overboard, and so you need they need to be strict on that. So what I would do is I would ban the school from the next year <laughs> <laughs> from performing. But yeah, as a if you're judging, you'd look for all those sort of things, making sure everything's in sync, everyone's singing. Uh, it's real easy to tell who's not singing. Uh, generally, what happens is when you when you're teaching, you usually see the, the, the real good performers, you bring them to the front, and then your eyes automatically would go to the back and you'd see, oh, that person doesn't know the words, or that person, <laughs> you know, is missing. Those are the people that don't turn up to practice. Or So those are all the things that you look for, but again, it's uh, non-competitive, so it's just a full day of fun. And I did mention that the there's going to be 26 schools, so mm-hmm. the biggest uh, ever for Christchurch so it's and then the fact that it's at Hagley because it used to be at the red zone and we had it at various places but this is the first time that I think they've invited uh, Spackpack to have it at Hagley so it just shows again the growth of the Pacific community in Christchurch and it's back when you know we were at high school it was small you know you say 30 that was big for us back then but 30 now is tiny mm. compared to some of the schools bringing in 60, 70, 80 so, yeah, it might end up being like Auckland's. It'll be like Auckland in the future where they have uh, multiple days and then multiple stages. So, it, it's again, it's it's cool to see the growth of the Pacific community in Christchurch. And, um, yeah, wish I, wish I was a part of it, you know, back then. But, you know, we, again, they're standing on our shoulders. <laughs> Especially yours, because you have real big shoulders. Well, let's not talk about that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there, we will let's we should break down the crux of a performance. Uh, the first part is the intro. What do you reckon is the like? Some, what, what what do you th- reckon is a must need for an intro 
to be a bit more to be impactful as you get on stage. Obviously, everyone's you know you're sitting there and you're anticipating all the schools starting, and it has to be a huge bang. You know, mm-hmm. you have to come out strong because if you come out weak, weak as in, you know, uh, not loud or salala, which is, you know, all over the place, then that sort of sets the tone for the rest of the, the performance. So if you come out strong and you hit that first note or whatever it is that you guys have decided to do in your performance, come out strong, then that everyone sits in their seat and like, oh, shucks, they're here. You know, that very first note is like, oh, and that captures everyone's attention. And then, yeah, then from then on, you've got to sustain that. But if you start off, you know, with not not strong, then it's going to be like, oh, people are going to sit there. They, they may be get interested in it later, but, yeah, uh, coming out with a massive bang, a massive nose, or even doing something different, something huge, that'll capture everyone's attention and everyone will be like, oh, and then they'll remember it too, so. Yeah, the intro is normally, it's hard hitting, mm. and it's normally about a minute to a minute 30. You've got to the bang, straight. Yeah. There's our intro. From there, we move into typically the sasa. Yeah. it's de- Again, it's dependent on what the schools are yeah. deciding to do. You know, some schools have, uh, you know, might do a Tongan dance or, mm. yeah, sasa. But, yeah, generally sasa or, you know, um, a Tongan dance or a Fijian dance. So that's the mm. cool thing about it is that we get to witness a whole lot of different dances. So the transitions is also a big thing too. Big thing, so. yeah, transitions. Yeah, smooth transitions, transitions that just seamlessly one after the other uh, mm. to keep people's attention. Intro, transition, sasa, which is a seated dance normally. So it's more use of the hands, uh, telling a story with your hands, and there's a lot of coordination involved in that. And it, that that's grown, the, the sasa, in terms of what people do. Like, it's, it's pretty cool. Transition into another dance or the men's whatopati. Um Do you want to explain a little bit more about about that? So the whatopati is a, a, is a dance that is performed generally by taulia letters of the village, uh, Samoan village, and it's usually a show of uh, power and speed. So, you know, you'll see a lot of uh, fast movements. And if you see... Fatsopati uh, and it goes for longer than a minute and a half. Those guys are very, very fit. <laughs> you know, I can only probably do a Fatsopati for about 10, 15 seconds before I get puffed out. So, yeah, not only do you have to have the grace to be able to dance, but you've also got to have the fitness too. So, that's another huge thing is, uh, you know, uh, making sure that you're fit enough to perform these dances because. Yeah, a lot of the dancers, even you know, the Tongan dancers I see, they're like big moves, fast moves. So you've got to be fit. It's and you, you enjoy it more when you're fit doing those dances. If you're if you're trying to do the moves and you're just going, <sighs> then that's not fun at all. So, uh, yeah, the Fatso Pasi is a is a men's dance generally where you do a lot of fast hitting moves, slap uh, your body around and yeah. in coordination. So that part is the, the normally reserved for, as well as for dancers as well, partner dancers, dancers Tongan dance, Hujian dance. Um, New Way and Cook Island, yeah. Yeah, it's made up of that. Then we go transition again into the kind of final part, which is the part with the top ball. Yes, um, so the... Yes, that final part, 
the Taolunga uh, is a Samoan dance again, and it is so just a little bit of history. It's usually performed by the daughter of a high chief in the village. So that's the history behind that dance. And it's basically when you see the half circle behind the Taupo or Manea. So Manea is what is given to the name of the male that's dancing. So he'll be the son of the high chief back in the day, and then Taupo is the name of the female dancer. So if you see a guy dancing there, that's a manea, and then if you see a girl, that's a Taupo. So when you see the half circle, that generally that's the village supporting her singing, and that's another huge thing is you have the uh, Fokemi, which is sort of the conductor, which makes uh, make sure that the choir is hitting the claps at the right time, uh, singing at the right time, and, you know, just putting on a show and supporting the Taupo. So all eyes are on the Taupo or the Manea at this point. And basically, if it was a competitive dance, that's the only dance where you would look at the individual dancer versus everyone else, as well as the, the singing. But the main thing is to, you know, how graceful is the dancer, you know, how elegant they are or, you know, how strong they are. You know, they can also dance with a Nifu Oti. That's another thing. It's a, it's a big sort of machete knife that is uh, decorated. That's something that they dance with as well. So all those things come into account. And, yeah, if you can dance with any 40, that's really skillful. That's a really big skill to have. And uh, back in the day, that knife would be really sharp. So, yeah, historically that knife would be sharp, able to, you know, cut and mm. that sort of stuff. So it's a dangerous dance. Yeah. So, and I've seen you do it. Even though you didn't perform at high school, we performed together at university. Yes, we did. I almost forgot about yes, that. Yes, you were the Malaya that year. Yes. Uh, and shout out to Philo, who is from, uh, a mad of, uh, I was from Wellington, from Vusa. He pushed me to uh, sort of push, you know, he pushed me to sort of learn more about the dance because uh, when I came into the fold, he was, I think he been at uni for maybe a year or two but I'd seen him perform as the Manea for Victoria and I was just like amazed by his how he was able to work with the, the, the Ngifu Oki and he would always win so that's what I was like he would win that section of the Siva at Sotanga. so then I was like man how do I beat this guy so yeah that's when I sort of delved into uh, learning how to dance with the knife and then you know learning how to throw it around and stuff, which, you know, amazed people. And mm. Yeah, I think at the end I didn't beat him, but we came first equal, which was just, it was good enough for me. You know, <laughs> I went from never doing it before to first equal with, like... With the who, champ. With the master, yeah, yeah. the champ. Back oh, to good back. On you. And then after Taolunga, we go into our outro. Outro is normally, same as your intro, you want to leave a lasting impression before you go off the stage. Yes, it's, it's your final uh, sort of goodbye and you know, uh, final impression. And generally for a lot of the students, it's the last time that they will be performing too. So it's, you know, a lot of them are year 13. So uh, I like to, you know, you can, I sort of like outros where it's maybe a song or something, just something that leaves like a nice, oh, you know, sort of feeling. Mm. Cool. Thank you for joining us for that chat. Join us back after this. Are you interested in taking part in or learning more about Pacifica Crafting? Join the Island Breeze Social Club each Tuesday afternoon. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumotu Trust on 0800 727 434. For further details, 
or to arrange for a pickup. We are back again, Polyfest in front of me. If you do not know, I have the uh, order for the Polyfest on Saturday. So, real quick, I'm going to fire this off. In the morning, opening us up is Shirley Boys High, followed by Burnside, then Crushish Girls High, Kashmir, Rickerton, Middleton, Teatatai, Kaiapoi, Crushish Boys, Papanui, Villa Maria, Hillmorton, and then St. Thomas just before lunch. After lunch, we have St. Bede's, followed by Hayata, Marlborough Girls, Hagley Community College, Catholic Cathedral College, Marlborough Boys, Hornby High, Ashburton College, Timaru. Boys, St Andrews College, Rolleston College, Marion College, and closing us off for 2023 is the awesome school, Avonside Girls High. Awesome. Thank you for joining us on the show. Join us next week, Fresh Fridays for Pollyhood. Have a safe weekend from Sam and I. Pollyhood! That was Pollyhood, proudly sponsored by Tangata Atumotu Trust. To find out more about us, call 03 377 2016 or find us online at tat.org.nz.